Today on Alphabetical, Paperback Writer. Welcome back to Alphabetical. It's the only podcast where we review every single Beatles song alphabetically from 12 to Y. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm John. I'm Al Adams. I'm Alex. And today we're talking about Paperback Writer. Writer. From 1966. It appears on Past Masters 2 because it, uh, it was originally a single. Hmm. Single. A single. It was their 11th single of the Beatles. Oh. Um, and it's a Leonard McCartney joint. Um, I thought it was just McCartney. on. Well, mainly him, though, I thought. No? Uh, no. Well, yeah, mostly. I think John... Um, I think he said he contributed like a note here or there, but... Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, credit wise, it's Leonard McCartney. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It is, it is, I mean, they all are. But it's it's pretty much all Paul. Yeah. Um. But this uh, this song is important. Why is it important? Because uh, across the board, this represents like a level up for the Beatles. I think you know, like literally too. Yeah. Like like sonically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's mainly it. Like technically, <laughs> they recorded on the second floor. So. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that it was the, on the, the previous way. tenants moved out, so they went the British second floor. So oh, that's yeah. really the third floor for yeah. us. Oh Ooh. yeah, um, no, yeah. Technically, like it's it's a not only a level up, uh, like what John was saying, like things got louder, mm-hmm. um, and also specifically for Paul. Well, for John thought of it. John was asking, he's like, "Hey, how come our records sound?" Um, you know, sound a little bit flat. We don't get that full bass noise that Tinny. we get in. Um, I forgot who's the specific yeah, I for, example. I forget the it's one like you, he referenced. Wilson Pickett or Smokey Robinson. I think it was those, Wilson Pickett. Those, yeah. yeah. So he's like, how come they get a nice full, you know, bass sound, but we don't? And they were just like, oh, what, what can we do? And so then they they just kind of, uh, you know, they, they improvised and they came up with, um, let's see, for the, for, well, Paul first, this is the first use of the Rickenbacker bass. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. on, at least on, on record. Um, and then they ended up taking a loudspeaker and putting it in front of the bass amp and using it as a microphone. So just kind of reverse that old, uh, that we, we use that trick a lot. We using, did that in college. Yeah. yeah using headphones as a, uh, as a microphone. Right. Um, they did that on kind of a bigger scale years before we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also, they had a new invention, uh, called, Automatic transient overload control. Automatic transient overload control. <laughs> Which was the ATOC, baby. Yeah, it was de- deposited by the Daleks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a new, uh, a new kind you of. You will get this new Wilson Pickett sound. <laughs> <laughs> a new development uh, at, at Abbey Road that allowed them to make the record louder. Right, I'm, I'm not sure how that. I mean, I don't know if that's like sort of a compressor, maybe in in a certain way, like a post processing compressor or something. But right, post processing compressor, post processing compressor, <laughs> exterminate. Um, I think it. Yeah, it. it but the, from the title, it seems like it automatically, um, like it prevents tracks from from overload. So like maybe from from kind of peaking and and flattening out. Right. No maybe it does a kind of automated. Uh, you know, controlling of that to prevent, you know, some it prevents it from getting too loud and just kind of, you know, uh, peaking. Well, yeah, and 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 uh, and bump the um, stylus off the record. 
Right. Yeah, that's something they were worried about. It was going to be so loud that the the record would skip. Right. So that's why they never, you know, would boost the signal before that. But um, a combination of all these things, yeah, let them level up. Right. Um, yeah. I wonder if they got a little uh, bonus coin or something. <laughs> they did. Uh, yeah. So first, it's interesting that John was asking about the bass because I always I had this. Uh, some of you might have heard me talk about a theory about. Uh, how Paul McCartney invented disco kind of retro, like uh, accidentally because his push to kind of uh, kind of authentically recreate his, his bass sound mm-hmm. led to developments in uh, recording technology that could ap- accurately capture that. And then that, you know, from the late sixties just immediately kind of fed into um, what became disco. Mm. So, you know, you all of a sudden you could have these kind of, you know, walking bass lines and bass drums and, um, oh yeah, Ringo. We didn't even mention like in addition to recording, uh, they they mic'd Ringo's bass drum really close, and uh, and and added that too. So Ringo's bass drum, also, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's the beginnings of disco right here. Except I was blaming Paul, not blaming. I mean, disco's perfectly enjoyable in some. Capacity. That's popularized by Paul McCartney. Yeah, but but uh, the it's really John that was asking about why can't we get that bass sound? So yeah, cre- credit where credit is due. <laughs> Did you guys read that some people wonder if it really was Paul playing bass? Like some people say it was George because there's what is there like footage or photos of him at this like yeah it's again it's the kind of the reverse of what happened uh, with what was it? old a brown shoe old brown shoe yeah. where it was like oh wait was that who was playing bass there I think it photographic evidence is is unreliable so I think we should just I think I stick think with someone the said though, there was notes. yeah I thought someone said there was like video of him like noodling that bass line or something right but that doesn't mean it yeah was, true no on record yeah. i think i think we can trust that it was uh can we paul can we well i don't know if it was not you know i i think no matter what it's if if, if somebody claims it's paul it's probably safe to assume that it is no matter what part is play, being played or, and if it wasn't he probably went back and re-recorded yeah, it anyway. exactly <laughs> Just um, like uh, I was listening on on your show the other day, uh, Adam, when uh, Wyszynski was on talking about uh, Smashing Pumpkins, where they would record the album, and then Billy Corgan would go back and re-record everybody's parts with them there. <laughs> he did that. Yeah, oh, he would wow. go and be like, okay, so like he would use the the you know the other band members. Well, not the drummer, not Jimmy Chamberlain, but the uh, but Darcy and and James Eha. He would re-record their parts. Like use their their parts that they played, you know, in the studio as a guide track, mm-hmm. and then just re-record over them with them there, and kind of like talking to them, and they would be kind of like, you would think they would be kind of uh, uh, annoyed, annoyed, and and you know, uh, humiliated by that, but instead they're just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, and they were taking notes because they were like, well, he is a much better musician than either of us, so. Yeah. Why did he even have the other? Uh, we're getting off track here, but why did he even have the other people in the band? Then why not just <laughs> oh, do the so whole they could play in the studio the and get kind oh, of I like see. a yeah, for the coolness. Right. right. Um, also, this was did I read right that this was the last new song they played on their final tour? Yes. Cool. All right, <laughs> at <that's> City Field. <laughs> I think when they they opened City Field with this retroactively yeah. with the time oh, machine. That's nice. Um, did this make that list? Had to have made that list. did make that list. Yes, it did. And I'm going to make a guess. Um, are, are uh, did you check point? already, John? No. Wait, you, sure? Do we have... Uh... I get this psychic thing. Well, before we start guessing, let's see some green. Oh, yeah. You managed Lauren Green, too? Right. I got sure. 200 half pennies. Hold on one second. <laughs> half pennies. 
Oh, look at that, a dollar bill. That's Whoa. beautiful. I finally got paid. Oh, lovely, lovely. Oh, I got a dollar, too. You got, you got... I know, I still owe you three more. Yeah, we got the IOU, baby. It ain't gonna matter once I win the pot today. I finally got that book deal. My paperback's coming up. Oh, yeah. All right. Three more dollars in the pot, bringing it up to... Uh, 30. 30, right? 30, even 30. Oh, man, it's my lucky number. 30 bucks. That's something. 30 bucks, 30 bucks. 30 dirty bucks. Jeez, man, I want to win this. <laughs> Who goes first, um, Pete? I, uh, I don't know. Adam, you want to win this so bad. You go first. 33. 33. Alex? 12. Ooh. John. Wow. Uh, 62. Mm. Adam, you are frustratingly close. It was 35. Ah, oh, come on! <laughs> the pool grows. I can... Oh, I've been so close lately, too. Yeah, good good uh, instinct, but uh, oh. a little bit off. Pete, were there any other ways that you were talking about leveling up? You said, oh, levels up in a lot of ways. Well, so, also, technical. Yes. Um, this was uh, one of their first hits, at least, uh, that, were, that was not uh, like a love song. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was another the, step was forward like the with the Beatles. Yeah. That uh, apparently Paul's Aunt Lil. Auntie Lil? Mm-hmm. Auntie uh, Lil. Was it Lil? Viv. Lil. Viv's, I don't know. Viv somebody else entirely. Uh, Auntie Lil uh, asked if he could write a single that wasn't about love. And apparently he said, you know, like about a horse or the summit conference or something interesting. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was walking around uh, and he saw Ringo reading a book. Right. And he's like, I'll write a song about a book. Yeah. Which a is book. So this, this song is all due to Ringo. It's it's funny. Just mm. just a quick note uh, that you <laughs> you say that because I just I've been wa- rewatching Father Ted lately, mm. and there's a song. There's an episode about the Eurovision contest. Yeah, you know, and so they they write a song about a horse, <laughs> my <laughs> lovely lo- lovely lovely horse. But uh, yeah, it's not a love song. Is no. it about heroin? Mm. It could be. Is that Mrs. Brown? You've got a lovely daughter. That's about a horse, right? Yeah, a brown. Horse shoe, old brown, old horse. brown horse, old brown That's horse. About heroin. She ain't what she used this to was be. also the song where they kind of, you could say, as George Harrison said, they invented MTV. Oh right, that's this another breakthrough. The first, another the first level promotional up. film they did because they're like, ah, oh, we don't want to go on tour to promote this thing. Let's uh, let's just send this video out. And right. as, as George said, it was great. It was great because we conned. Ed Sullivan into promoting our single. You know, he basically sent them a music video and he was like, the boys couldn't be here, so here's their video instead. And, you know, yeah. now it's standard practice. You think if Ed right. Sullivan was still around, he'd be doing like TRL and stuff like that? Or? New Year's Eve. Oh, he'd do New Year's cool. Eve. Yeah, yeah, New Year's Eve. Oof. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of like new slang and stuff, you know, like <laughs> contemporary slang. Oh, uh, the boys, uh, these uh, got a Twitter here from, uh, I don't even know what. <laughs> Periscope. 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 Really good shit. Really good show. You know, just uh, get on your iPhone and, uh, you know. MySpace. My MySpace page. Check us out on Facebook. Be sure to tweet at me. Yeah, he's turning into Jimmy Jimmy Cagney's Snapchat. (laughs) Instagram, see? Yeah. Yeah, Um, I used to get, uh, I used to... When uh, my friend Mike Dawson, who I used to do a podcast with, he's a big Queen enthusiast, and he always used to tell me how Queen invented music videos for their uh, Bohemian Rhapsody thing. And I never, because I didn't want to be like, well, I like the Beatles. You know, the Beatles invented, really. (laughs) I didn't want to like it. See, that's not the place. This is the place to correct him, right? Yeah. And now he's going to listen to you. He is a listener. He's not going to listen to us. He is. He is. Yeah. I I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mike, if you're listening, I don't believe it. Um,. So it also, uh, John had stuff, not, not you, John. John mm-hmm. Lennon had stuff to say about this song. 
Um, he agreed. He concurred that it was Paul's song. Uh, but he said paperback writer is son of day tripper. Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense. I can see that totally. Mm-hmm. It's like an evolution from one to the one to the next. Yeah. Paperback writer should fight son of Kong. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> video game guy? Oh, it's King Kong. <laughs> yeah. Um, um so you mentioned there was there it was a uh a single. Yes. And uh, it's it was the end. I guess Brian Epstein and George Martin said, we're going to release, boys, what do you say we release a single, every, four singles a year? <laughs> and uh, this was the last of that plan. Because mm. after this, they're like, we're not going to keep releasing four singles every year. Right. And perhaps not coincidentally, it was their lowest ranking one since Love Me Do. What? Lowest charting Lowest one? charting. Hmm. Like it, you it's know. such a good song, though. Well, we'll guess, get there. But I'm sure the uh, maybe the, feel, the pop field was pro- probably very... Crowded. It, it, it is a level up. It's a transition song that yeah. maybe maybe people weren't. It's not a love know. song. Yeah. yeah, it's not a love song. People were expecting. What was the one immediately prior to this the single? single? Yeah, I don't know. We can, day uh, trip. Uh, <laughs> we can work it out. No. Yeah. Wait. We can work it out. Is day tripper right? Isn't that the? Is that an A and a B side of the? It's an A and B side. Uh, Nowhere man in the U.S. was a. Uh, Nowhere man in the U.S. Great song. Nowhere man in the U.S. was the single for this. Right. So, yeah. If you're. Well, but yeah, we can work it out as yeah. I guess it if would you consider that a love song? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I thought it was like building a, a stereo or a, a IKEA furniture. <laughs> IKEA, yeah, it's an IKEA. Yeah, song. we can work it out. Um, it was a physical therapy. Anyway, <laughs> physical therapy. Yeah, physical therapy. Song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so content-wise, mm-hmm. it's a it is a very weird song because, like you said, it's not a love song, which is right. weird enough. But also, it's like it's a. a it's written from the point. It's a letter song, as I as sure. I insisted uh, last time. It's another letter song where the guy's trying to get a book published, and the so this the author wants to be a paperback writer, and he wrote a book about a guy who has a son who also wants to be a paperback. No, writer. that's crazy. Write what? Write what you know. That's what they say. Inception. Right, but mm-hmm. but it's not about the son. It's about the. It's the. Is there? No, because it's about the. It's it's a dirty story of a dirty man. Right, oh, right. right. The son is a character in that. Story. So he's right. basically writing about his own father. Right. So write okay. what you know. Yeah, I guess know. so. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, so it's not that weird. I, I withdraw my my uh, <laughs> weirdness criticism. Um, I the I read a, an account of uh, just based on a story by a man named Lear mm-hmm. that that was uh, a nod to Edward Lear, who never actually wrote any. You no, know, based on a novel by a man named Lear. Yeah, right? Norman but, Lear. Right, but that's what I always thought when I was a kid, because <laughs> yeah. I had seen his you know credits on TV, so yeah. I assumed he was a famous guy that yeah. people would obviously he would have written a novel that the Beatles would have written a song about. The, the novelization of the well, on the family pilot, right, is is a is a standout of the genre. <laughs> right, Pete, you're a big fan of novelizations, so. sure. <laughs> Chapter um, seven, Dingbat. <laughs> <laughs> Enter Dingbat. <laughs> no, wait, Dingbat is Mel's nightmare. That's Alice. Uh, what Meathead is is uh, Meathead, but Dingbat no, but, uh, was uh, also Edith in, was Dingbat. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dingbat. Hmm. Now, what was Alice though? Alice, was it Dingbat? Ding no, because they wouldn't have used the same one. As... Yeah, no. Oh, kiss my grits. That's Alice. Yeah, but I, he would <laughs> refer to. I think he referred to the, the other, not the flow, not Alice, the other waitress, Vera. Vera. I think Vera was a dingbat. Oh, That's a Ramona song. Vera was a dingbat. <laughs> Vera was a dingbat. So was I. Um... <laughs> But yeah, Edward Lear uh, was a uh, composer of kind of uh, abstract, surrealist nonsense poems and uh, and songs. 
never did write a novel, but uh, some see that as maybe an addition that John made because he was really into, of course, as you would expect, he was really into uh, Edward Lear and his nonsense poems. Nonsense poems. Nonsense poems. Well, interestingly, I'm Googling dingbat. I, I dingle. <laughs> I, ding, I dingle. Uh, dingled. I dingled. I dingled. Goombat? No, I Googled <laughs> dingbat and I put A, the letter A, and Archie came up, not oh. Alice. So we'll have to look up what nickname Vera had. Interesting. <laughs> this is all got to get cut out, right? Nope, we're leaving mm-hmm. it all in. So yeah, I, other than being a, like a technological, we already we talked about how it's a technological step up, it's kind of a step forward, you know, on a on a recording level, on a on a literal recording level. Like it was louder, it was new technology. Mm-hmm. They were taking a step forward in kind of in songwriting, at least on Paul's uh, end. Um, what uh, wait, you, Alex? You've just been handed a, a, a <laughs> we have an update. An update. Here. Buckwheat's been shot. Uh, according Wheat. according to the Wikipedia, the, the Wikipedia. I'm not used to saying that. Um, <laughs> uh, at, uh, Mel would say he gave um, Vera the nickname Dingy, Dingy, and oh. would occasionally bellow "Stow it, Dingy." There you go, dingy. which is which is does seem very similar to Archie's <laughs> "Stifle yourself" yeah. <laughs> or "Dingbat." Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, not the most original idea <laughs> in the right. world, but glad we straightened that out. Okay. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. So what are we talking about? P.S. I love you? I gave her three. No, no. Letters. Paperback. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Paperback writer. In addition to being... Paperback a, writer. You actually in gave P.S. I love you 3.5. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. Uh, true. In addition right. to being a technological step forward, a songwriting yeah. step forward, a, a you know pure sonic step forward, Yeah. Um, we, we agree that it was kind of an, an advancement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what is how does that translate into feelings? Uh, how do you how do we like this song? I love this song. It feels sandpapery. I mm. gave it five uh, sandpaper silk. Five dirty stories. Mm. Five uh, dirty stories. Five dirty stories. I think sonically, I'd say the harmonies are fantastic. I can only this is one of those songs that must have pushed Brian Wilson a little bit farther into madness. Uh, right. Well, well that, they, it was inspired. Wow, we kind of skipped that. It was kind of like the harmonies are inspired right. by. Right, because right. it was they it improved had, upon. Yeah. They had yeah. heard Pet Sounds, but it hadn't been released yet. Yeah, I oh. think so. They were like, "Oh, let's do some of that. Throw some of that in there for this new single." And do we mention Ferrajacres? Oh yeah, we didn't talk no. about that either. No. There's all sorts of good gimmicks yeah. in this song. I love the song. I think right. it's uh, it's a classic song. Yeah, um, Five Dirty Stories sounds like a like a thing that I would have tried to rent from the video store when I was like sixteen. <laughs> it's, a Euro- it's a European movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> European sex farce. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think the harmonies are fantastic. And of course, that bass, boom, 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 you know, like, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it's a terrific song. Mm-hmm. Mm. I agree. I will also give it five dirty stories because uh, everything about it, yeah, it, it mm. kind of, it hits you with a kind of full on, uh, everybody's doing something interesting. Yeah. You know, Paul's bass, just, you know, loud and clear, and it's, it's making those, you know, great kind of runs. And uh, uh, Ringo's, you know, the way they mic'd Ringo's drum, it really kind of has that driving, almost mm-hmm. danceable yeah. kind of beat. And uh, John and George, not only, you know, George is doing a great guitar riff, and they're doing, you know, background vocals that, that are, you know, the harmonies and the just kind of like the Frere Jaca kind of stuff. It's just, yeah. it's all interesting, you know, start to finish. So. And this Love is it. really this is really the start of their because they were saying when they would do this in concert they couldn't do it because right. it's just the three of them singing whereas you can't do the or it just sounds it just sounds flat compared to the studio one so it's really kind of 
presaging that they were going to turn into a studio band. Yeah, it's very, another very leap, shortly. leap forward. It's yeah. another, another advancement, right. another transition in the Beatles. Uh, right. This is an important moment. This, that's, another, that's another reason why it's a five. Right. It's important and it's good. Yeah. Mm. It's a nice combo when that happens. Mm. I could go for a combo. I'm hungry. Man, we talk about combos a lot, do we? Yeah. Mm. Or maybe once before. <laughs> All right, so we have two fives. So far, we have 10 dirty stories. 10 dirty Anyone stories. Anyone else want to add any more dirty stories to the list? Uh, I'm going to give this a one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love it as well as you all. And it's five worthy. It's definitely a five. Five. Mm. Especially since I like to wait for the paperback to come out anyway. Mm. Mm. Especially the novelization. Cheaper. Yeah. You're not a fan or, of hardcover writer. No, it's expensive and it's like, ugh. It's funny because on the Tuesday we talked about how letters and mm-hmm. no one writes letters anymore. You know, mm-hmm. P.S. I love you. And now this is a song about paperback writer, which is probably not a job that yeah no one buys paperbacks. Well, I, I think I think people still do actually. more so than yeah. than well trade paperback writer would be the the kind of modern right. version of that. <laughs> but also they do that kind of yeah. halfway in between. You know, it's a larger paperback. Yeah. But I think it had a different context in that time because paperbacks right. were probably like a cheaper, like right. no one says, I'm going to set out specifically to write paperbacks no. now. Yeah, no yeah. one wants, so it's kind <laughs> of a, it has a different meaning at that time. But anyway, another thing that 50 years from now, people will be like, what do they mean by that? Right. <laughs> Why did he have paper on his back? Yeah. That must have made <laughs> it hard to write. <laughs> yeah. So it's about some weird turtle. It's uh, <laughs> you go riding around on something called a paper bag. Paperback. What's the <laughs> like horseback? Paper white. That's the Kindle. The new Kindle. That's thing Andy, yeah, Andy White. Andy White. He drummed for the Beatles. <laughs> Not on the song. No. Andy Paper White. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. yeah. There you go. All, All right, right, Adam. Adam, bring it home. Send us home. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, this uh, song. Let's shut up. <laughs> not on the anthology, so yeah. it's gonna I mean, be that's a, probably uh, why. This song, this song's full of a lot of things. Yeah, it took it <laughs> broke new ground here, broke new ground there, broke new ground everywhere. <laughs> a lot of broken ground. You know? clean this up, which yeah. is good. But it also broke new ground in a new era too, in that it was Paul McCartney's first song in the Hall of Fame. Oh, because this I'm true. Also giving it a oh. five. Yeah. Congratulations to Paul McCartney. Way to sell that. In addition to your $150 billion, you now (laughs) have a one song in the... We're more than halfway through your catalog, and you have one song in the Hall of of Fame. Right now, his phone is ringing. (laughs) Alpha Peter just gave you a five. What's the bone? Yeah. Because Pete, a couple... Like, two weeks ago, we were discussing how, like, there are no, Mm -hmm. like, Paul songs in there. And I was, and you were like, "Well, maybe there's some coming up," but we didn't want to go into coming it. But in my head, <laughs> that's my bit. Yeah. Um, but in in the back of my head, I was like, "Hey, we're back, writer. That's mm-hmm. probably going to be it." Because it's just such a great song. It's so I, fun. Yeah. And had I looked ahead, I didn't. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you didn't. Don't, you didn't. I don't kind of. Previously, I didn't parse this as just like a pure Paul song. Like I thought, I thought I had a little more collaboration, but uh, you know. Fantastic song, and, and congratulations, Paul. Now, everybody will be happy. All, all of our listeners who have been mm-hmm. waiting for this moment, we, there's a Paul song in the Hall of Fame. It happened. I thought yeah. I was worried we were gonna, he was going to get shut out there. but Although, technically, this was the first single done with Paul's double, so it's not technically oh. a song. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry, everybody. Uh, second Paul. Sorry, yeah. guys. Eric Campbell song. Eric Campbell. There you go. Eric. 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 What about any covers? <clears throat> I got one. Sure. The B-52s. Oh, And it is, it's awesome. Huh. Yeah. Is it a studio or a live one? Uh, the, the weird thing is I saw like a video that looked like it was a live thing, but it sounded like a studio recording. So I think it was just like a video going oh, along with it. Oh, I'll have to track that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big pretty fan good. of their harmonies. Yeah. 
this like, is Fred Schneider doing his thing all over. Yeah. It. Oh, I could totally. Especially towards the end. Towards the end, he, he does paperback I got right on at. a book and I wrote it myself. <laughs> it's about a, a man, man named Lear. Yay! Dueling Fred uh, Schneider. Did I ever tell you the time I sat next to him for a dinner theater? Though, and the whole time no. I'm just like, this is Fred Schneider. <laughs> but I, I didn't say a damn thing to him. We were watching uh, guys in drag do uh, the Golden Girls. Mm. They're oh, doing right. the Golden Girls. <laughs> That's disgusting. Jeez, come on. <laughs> it was it was a show called Thank You for Being a Friend. Oh, right, Aww. right. And it was just like, that's got to be him. And then he said something. I was like, that's totally him. Right. Like, the voice is there. He was like, waiter, there's a fly in my soup. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go to the men's room. Watch my seat. All right, V52 is out there. That's a great Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> that. Is anybody sitting here? <laughs> um... It's a medical condition. You shouldn't make fun of it. Right, it was a narwhal. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's I, my cover too, by the way. <laughs> I saw him at a Dead Milkman show forever ago, like in the nineties, maybe. That, mm. uh, at uh, that little place, that place around the corner from the from the second location of Forbidden Planet, the one that uh, kind of changed hands. It was a dance club sometimes, a rock club sometimes. Uh, the nightclub when we yeah. left. Oh, spa plaid. Yeah, it changed every every year or so. It changed yeah. hands. But now it's a hotel. When it was uh, the Grand, yeah. I saw uh, Dead Milk Men there, with, and Fred Schneider was just hanging out. Now it's a the very show. fancy hotel. Well, I bet. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jacques Lebagrat. Gershon Kingsley. Gershon Kingsley. Gershon, Gershon Kingsley. Kingsley. We just harmonized. I Gina Ben. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Gershon Kingsley, Music to Moog by... Uh, the album and the track Paperback Writer. Have, have you, you mentioned this album before? I don't think so. There's a lot of those kind of like, yeah. similar sounding, you know, Moog, Moog synthesizer albums um, where, you know, it suddenly became a thing. You know, it's a very trendy thing to do a bunch of, you know, synthesizer covers of of pop songs or, or classical songs. Uh, well, and it's also got Nowhere Man on the same album. Yeah, I think it's got, uh, it's not all Beatles. There's No, no, there's, okay. only two Beatles. Um, but oh. yeah, it's it's a very very mogi, very kind of you know. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, I remember the mashup. Oh, uh, Go Home Productions did a song called "My Paperback Sharona." <laughs> you can probably guess what two songs are mashed up in that. Paperback writer and my Bologna. That's right. Mm. Oh, that's right. We didn't do a. Uh, I didn't do a, a Weird Al one. Paper bag uh, wearer. Pork, pork fat slider. No. Uh, <laughs> Pumpernickel fiber. Oh, no. We're, we're, it's far afield here. Way off Stew. Top. Paper bag stew. Mm. <laughs> paper bag stew. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, paper bag Sharona. Check it out. If you like those songs, they, it's, it's a pretty good mix. Mm. Upbeat, definitely. Yeah. Do you think if they redid, um, if they did like a crossover between the show Mash and something else, they would just call it Mash Up? <laughs> oh, it just follows the Mash cast every seven years. Oh, yeah. that's what I go. mean. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's good. It. Let's go back in time oh. and start that because, but no, they're they're still around, right? Or that a few up, of that some Pixar of them? movie Up. I saw Frank I saw Burns. Hot Lips a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, uh, at the same uh, Golden Girl show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're there's sitting. Hot Lips, and she's sitting over there. Mash Up. Now she'd always hang out. She'd come into the Barnes and Noble a few times, but she hung out in that area, Lincoln mm. Center area. Ooh, nice. Uh, Frank Burns is deceased, I believe. Yeah, he died. Yeah. He was one of the 
first one. Pretty young, yeah. 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 And uh, Potter's got to be dead by this point. Yeah. Uh, is he? Yeah. I, I thought he died. Didn't McLean Stevenson just die a couple years ago, too? That was like you know, 15 crap. years. <laughs> <laughs> there were no survivors. Oh. Uh, that, was, that was a while ago, because he guest starred. Yeah, he's, he was on Empty Nest, and then I think he died like a, a couple years after that. Yeah. That's a weird mm-hmm. time frame for me. <laughs> well, I love Empty Nest, though. Great show. Is <laughs> Alan Alda would still want to do the MASH thing? He'd love to do anything. Maybe now. Or is MASH like the Beatles for Alan Alda? He's like, mm. everyone, always, everyone always wants me to get back together with BJ <laughs> and the guys. Yeah, I wouldn't even try. Sarah Finowitz has got the impression down. <laughs> Harry Morgan oh, died in uh, 2011. Oh. Okay. Oh. He was great. But I sound happier about that than either of you two. I don't know. Just, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's funny how the episode we had a lot of talk about Payback hey, Writer. That's the one we go off on old tangents on. P.S. Right, I yeah. love you. P.S. I love you. And McLean Stevenson was nineteen ninety. McLean, the Mash Curse, claims another another person. Yeah. All right. Well, that closes out. That's pretty much it for Paperback Writer, right? We have more peas, though, right? We do have more peas. Past the peas, as they used to say. We're not past them yet. So. Yeah, he died one day before Colonel Blake died from the movie MASH. Oh, that's, I think I remember when that mm. came up that it was one of those weird Yeah, so Roger novels. Bowen, and then he died the next yeah. day. Oh, we didn't even talk about the movie. Elliot yeah. Gould, he died. <laughs> he died before he was even in anything. That's why he's a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Gould. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, that's what it has to be. The ghost of Don Pardo introducing <laughs> like the Halloween oh, versions of, yeah. of uh, various people. Right. Oh. Do we have an episode scheduled for Halloween? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> day before Perfect. Halloween. Damn it. Day before Halloween is Pam. <laughs> Pam, Pam, Pam must do. Killed a Radner. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, all right. Well. <laughs> we have lots of time to come up with Halloween songs um, and Don Pardo-isms. Uh, but, um, well, so, uh, <laughs> paperback writer, Adam, was you were very close uh, in winning the pot. Uh, but uh, I have a feeling maybe we'll have another chance on Tuesday. We'll be back Tuesday. And then, uh, I know, you know, you guys will all throw in dollars. Maybe John will throw in some coins, mm-hmm. maybe a penny. Yeah, Penny. Because we'll, because the oh. song that we're talking about on Tuesday is Penny Lane. Penny Lane. Yep. All um, right. And uh, that may have made the list. We'll 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 find out on Tuesday. Uh, but uh, I gotta the, be I gotta be careful with my notes for that one because I'm I'm sure I'll like I don't want to like stumble upon the number. I don't want to disqualify myself from that right. much money. Right. <laughs> if you do, though, make sure you <laughs> no. We, we we've yourself. done it before. I know. We've I know. we've we've definitely you're been all honest. honest. You're all honest men. I, I trust you. I, I worry about John. I'm just waiting until mm-hmm. he seems too short. No. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys know, remember next week's another short week. It's Tuesday, Thursday next week. Uh, Tuesday we'll be here with Penny Lane, which is a Beatles song. I know some of you may have heard it. Um, in the meantime, Facebook, Twitter, we're Alpha Beatles. Periscope, we're Alpha Beatles. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Send us an email, podcast at alphabetical.com. And we'll see you guys here on Tuesday uh, here on Alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs>